So there's something new that I want to do when I get up and preach. I, I, always, I love the tradition of, uh, of Christianity, really, where uh, you say, peace be with you, and you respond back, and also with you. And I feel, what better way to get up and preach the word of God and maybe kind of make people uncomfortable by establishing my intentions from the get-go and having them respond back with their intentions. So let's try that. This is the greeting I want to do when I get up to preach. Peace be with you. Let's pray. Father, may your will be done. Jesus, may your word be proclaimed. And Spirit, may your work be accomplished. Amen. I'll be reading from Isaiah chapter 9, two verses, verses 6 and 7. For a child will be born to us. A child will be given to us. And the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Every Christmas Eve, my dad shows up at our house. Now, this may not seem like a big deal to you, but he has been dead for five years. When we get home tonight, we are going to be eating our Christmas Eve meal, which I've made homemade uh, bolognese, or like I say, bloganese. Delight ourselves with sugar cookies and eggnog. Gather on the couch around the fire and open a particular book. Every time we open this book, my dad shows up. Years ago on Christmas, I was at my parents' house unwrapping my gifts from each other, and I received the usual. Socks and underwear, a couple of trinkets from the Home Shopping Network, which was my dad's favorite place to shop, and this square present. I opened it, and it was a book with a giant Santa on the cover of it. And all the details of this book made me realize that this came from Hallmark. My dad told me to open it as he sat in his chair with an accomplished smile upon his face and with skeptical motion. I flipped open the cover, which revealed the poem, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas," read and recorded page by page by my dad. It was his favorite poem. Christmas time was my dad's favorite time of year, and he made it special. In fact, how I do Christmas is heavily influenced by him. And as I listened to the recording of him reading, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas," I knew he was proud of it. I knew my dad gave this gift not because I had asked for it, but because he wanted to give me something that was part of him, that came from his heart, a little piece of what he valued. But when I was finished with the book, I placed it in the pile with all the other Christmas novelties that came from the Home Shopping Network. And like all Christmas gifts that we get that we don't most desire, it was lost. Five years ago, my dad passed away. He didn't get to be at my wedding. He didn't get to meet Bo. And to be honest, I didn't get to tell him just how much he's influenced my life and how much I loved him. But a couple years ago, I received a package in the mail from my mother. And I tore it open, uh, tore open the package with the efficiency of a wood chipper and, uh, and tossed the box. And there in my hands, grasping at its edges, was the book I once thought meaningless, but now treasured above all. 
It was like receiving a gift that you didn't expect, but was the best gift you had ever received. I opened up the first page and heard the perfect pitch of my dad's radio voice saying, "'Twas the night before Christmas." And every Christmas Eve since, my dad shows up at my house. And the best part of it all is at the end of the book, my dad says, Merry Christmas, Bruce. I love you. Some of the most perfect gifts are the ones we don't expect. They are gifts that come to us from someone else's love for us. The gifts that we never realized we needed are the gifts we often treasure the most. They are gifts from our loved ones that are given out of their sheer love for us. They are thoughtful, extremely valuable, and undeserved. In addition, they reveal what that person really thinks and feels about us. The thought and time and effort that went into my dad's audiobook that he gave me reminds me every time how much he loves me. This is exactly what the prophet Isaiah is communicating in these two verses in this passage, that out of the sheer zeal or passion of God, our Father, has given us a gift, His Son. And when you treasure this gift, you come to know how much He values you. I share this story not about my dad, uh, because I don't want to highlight him, but I'm sharing it so that we might come to understand and celebrate what is taking place and what our Father has gifted us with, His very own Son. For Isaiah says himself, For a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. Jesus is the gift we didn't expect. He was the gift not found in the places where people were looking and desiring, but in the place and at a time that we least expected. And this gift will show up not just on Christmas Eve, but every day. For Isaiah says, there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. On the throne of David or over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. Jesus is the gift that never grows old, wears out, but remains forever. And we get to enjoy him every day, not just once a year. Jesus is a gift that keeps on giving. But why? What possessed our Father to give us this gift? How do we deserve such a gift? Have we not been rebellious and faithless? Are we not all people who have turned our backs towards our Father? But Isaiah reveals the zeal of the Lord of hosts accomplishes this, gives us this Son. I like the transliteration, the jealousy. Have you ever thought of how jealous God is for you? How zealous he is for you? How passionate, we might understand it a little bit better. How passionate he is for you. It is out of the nature of who our father is and his passion for us is why he gave us the gift of Jesus. Our father gifts us from who he is out of the storehouse of his heart, which is filled deep with loving kindness. Our Father gave us Jesus, not because it was on our list, but because he wanted to share how much he loves us and reveal to us who he is. He didn't receive, we didn't receive this gift because we found ourselves on the right side of the nice list or didn't cry or didn't pout or because Santa showed up to town. 
but because of the love the Father has for us. And when we come to treasure this gift of Jesus, we also learn the truth of our worth and who we are. We sing about this. We just got done singing about it in the carol, O Holy Night, which is my favorite. For this reason, there's a line that says, Till he appeared, who? Jesus. Until he appeared, the soul felt its worth. I'm reminded every Christmas Eve how much my dad loved me because he gave what he gave me years ago. And so all of us come to know our value and worth through the life of Jesus. The worth of our souls is seen and felt in the precious life of Jesus given for you and for me. For Peter says, knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver and gold or maybe things from the home shopping network, but with the precious blood, unblemished, spotless blood of Jesus. Our Father has spared no expense to gift us eternal life, that we might have a relationship with Him. He has remade what was broken and restored our value all in one gift, His Son, Jesus Christ. And so out of the sheer passion, zeal, jealousy for you, our Father has given to us Jesus. And when we treasure this gift, we come to know our soul feels our worth. In closing, here is what I pray for all of us on this holy night. I pray that you will know with absolute certainty that God cares and loves you, that he wants what is best for you, that he does, not cause, that he does cause his face to shine upon you, that he didn't spare his son but gave his son out of his love for you, and this testifies to your soul your value. I pray for all who may have disregarded our Father's gift and set it along those other things we don't value as much. I pray that we would once again rediscover Jesus, and maybe for the first time, the treasure that Jesus is, and that he is exactly what we need. St. Augustine says this, Christ is not valued at all unless he is valued above all. I pray that Jesus will be treasured in our hearts every day for the rest of our life. That his presence in our homes and in our hearts will not vanish with the decorations when we put them in their boxes to wait for another year. I pray that your worth will be found not by how hard you've worked, how much money you've made, or your achievements that you might have accomplished, or by the simple joy you might bring to others by giving them gifts, but specifically that your soul will fill its worth by discovering the precious blood of Jesus and him alone. I pray that you don't look for other acts or gifts of love to find your worth, but cling to the only act of love given for you in Jesus. That Jesus is all you need to know the love of God. And so now I leave you with this. These gifts of bread and wine that as you consume this meal tonight, God's passion for you will be remembered. The gift of Jesus will be treasured and your soul will feel its worth. Let's pray.
Our Father, thank you for your love, your kindness. Thank you for your Son that you've gifted to us to redeem us and to save us and to restore our relationship with you. For you are truly a good and great and merciful and gracious God. And we celebrate this season and every day because of what you've given to us. Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for coming in flesh and leading the way to show us how we can too live like you, empowered by your spirit. And may we now celebrate and remember that we are a part of you as we consume your body. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.